When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Devin Booker scored 28 points on 42% from the field, and Jason Tatum scored 36 on 40% from the field, but you will only find one of them trending <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much. That's my TED Talk about the Kobe light-skinned meat riders. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DCU Penn's finest, and Chris Culture, Culture Boy, CB. Uh, we have another great NBA playoff talk episode for you guys today. Uh, obviously, we're going to go over last night's game first, so we're going to be talking about Suns versus Nuggets and Celtics versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Then we'll get into Lakers Warriors, and then we'll talk about the lackluster Knicks Heat series. Um, and if you you guys are new, make sure you guys subscribe. If you're already subscribed, make sure you leave a like here. And if you're listening on an audio platform, leave a download, like there, five-star rating, and then come on over to the YouTube and do all the same things. But before we get into, I guess we can start Celtic Sixers because that's what we start everything with. Uh, before we get into that, Danny, how are you doing? What's the summits and plummets, man? I guess the summit is this is my last week for the next two Actually, next week, I'll be going live from none other than Portugal. So this is the first Sideline Summit episode. Sideline Summit goes abroad, man. Right. <laughs> Travel. Unreal, dude. That's, that's, that's like the summit of summits, man. Like, unreal. Don't even, don't even, like, have your camera up. Just point it to your view and then talk to us from there. <laughs> I'm kind of in, the, in the background, it's just going to be... We're just gonna see beauty, just talking. beauty, right, right. <laughs> but Danny, uh, like like everything, uh, there has to be a plummet. The plummet is my prophecy is coming cor- correct, and that I mean, the Lakers and the Sixers are gonna play in the finals, and Philly will experience a fourth <laughs> loss in the year. <laughs> Man, four losses in one year in the finals is gonna hurt my heart. And I'm not even a fan of one of those teams. Oh, well, those those are the my dogs, dogs agree, man. Things. My dogs agree. You hear them? They, they're barking. <laughs> so they agree, man. <laughs> no, nah, that, yeah, that's that's um, that's Jalen Hurts in the background, 100% dog. Um, but moving on to Chris, Chris, what are the summits and plummets for the week? Uh, stand with Danny saying uh four. Lonnie Walker fourth is my summit because none other than Goat Walker the fourth saving us. Good Lord Almighty. 15 points on Stephen on a Wardell Stephen Curry's head. It was just a beautiful sight to see. I loved it. It was so great. And honestly, this is really what I like to do. I was a big fan of Lonnie Walker at Miami. 
and then it was one summer. I think it was might have been last summer. Yeah, it was last summer because the hair was cut. He was playing Curry at Rico Hines. I know y'all probably seen the, the viral clip now. He was doing the same thing to him at Rico Hines. So my summit is Lonnie Walker for us and what he did for us. Thank God for Lonnie. Yeah, he dropped Steph. He he dropped Steph. He just airballed. But he's airballed. Yeah, he that dropped, was nasty. I yeah, he dropped him. That would have been that would have been viral. Yeah. Shout out Lonnie though, man. He's just the kid from Reading PA. Mess with him, man. That's actually one of our rival school's biggest rivals. So we like first rivals. So yeah, definitely. Se- second I'll rivals, tell you this. Lonnie Walker. He went to Miami, you said? Yep. He did. Next Lonnie Walker. He's Isaiah Wong. Isaiah Wong. I knew he was about to say that's, that's my guy. He's gas in it. That's my guy. <laughs> that's my guy. Uh, Isaiah Wong actually went to high school in our area. He's uh, like two oh, high schools cool. over. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I, yeah, he's nice. He's nice. But Chris, all things need a plummet. So what are we looking at? Uh, my plummet is my prophecy as well. Thanks, Danny, for inspiring me. My prophecy of the Lakers winning in six is probably going to come true because I think tonight they get smacked around. Um, I think the Warriors are going to play as serious as they possibly can. Jordan Poole is going to find a way to make a couple shots if he plays. Andre Udall might take his hat off. I don't know. But in real life, I'm just, I think uh, the Lakers are going to lose tonight. So I'm not looking forward to that. But yeah. Are we going to are we gonna see a game six heat check clay type game? <laughs> I, fear, I fear that person doesn't exist anymore, brother. <laughs> he does not exist. I promise you, we're not going to. When Steph Curry had that moment when he threw the ball out of bounds, it reminded me of Cam Newton when good. he played the Broncos. He said, oh. That was crazy. That was crazy. Uh, what was yeah. he doing? Yeah. I don't know. I just what he flipped it like that. It looked crazy. And he yeah. had a timeout. They had a timeout. I, I don't understand it. Hey, man. Why, why didn't Kurt call a timeout? Somebody. I don't know. Eddie. Steph, how does it feel knowing you had a timeout and your teammates made an all-time blunder and ruined the game for you against a – Eighteen that is more stacked than yours. Hmm, sounds very let's familiar. It, let's like ask this episode before. Let's ask the Boston like Celtics. Jr. Curry. What, what Celtics? Who what are you talking about? Let's ask the Boston Celtics how they feel. About I that don't one. know what the hell you're talking about because it was a good play, and goddamn, if there was a second left on the clock, your ass would be weeping. So anyway, uh, to my summits and plummets, credit to uh, Tyrese Maxey. Finally, he had a really good game, and it really helped. The Sixers embarrassed the Boston Celtics on their home floor. That was very, very much needed. Now they – it's not necessarily house money. I was telling Chris, it ain't house money, but damn it, the, the Sixers are about as close to, like, carefree right now as they can possibly be. They Even in a home game, like, if they lose this game, they beat Boston. They've won more times in Boston. Exactly. They beat them twice in Boston. So – uh, it's really no worries heading into a game seven. It's just a little bit like, oh, that team won. Now they get the steam. The Celtics have done it last year. Um, but but we'll have to say. Um, I'll tell you this. Plummet, if Rob will, if Rob will cannot guard or Al Horford can't guard this pick and roll because they're giving Joel and B 10 feet of space to hit this mid range. Jojo is hitting every single of those shots. You can't give him that much space. I've, I've seen him brick five of them. Uh, I think we'll be good. That's the least of our worries. Uh, it's a matter of us hitting our open jumpers. We shot tw- – take aside Jason Tatum going three for ten from deep. He That team shot thir- like 33. I, I did the math yesterday. It, it was bad. They, they didn't how do, shoot. How do you feel about Fossil sh- shooting 0 for 7 from three? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm referring to. And 
we'll, we'll get to that. But my overall, my, my plummet is a completely different sport. The Philadelphia Phillies, they got two games above 500 and then they decided to suck when their best player came back. So shame on them and shame on them for shame losing them. to a game that we went to when someone fell into the bullpen and cracked their head open. Bro, that was left. wild. Yeah, he, bro. He must have, he, did he die or something? I don't know. I don't want to find But we can head in. We can talk a little bit more about Celtics versus the Here's the thing about the Phillies, though. I'm going to hit on the Phillies. The Phillies have two on in the bottom of the ninth down one nothing with no outs right now. So maybe it might not be a plummet. No, they stink. They had they had runners on second and third in the first inning, and no one scored. Anyway, let's talk about a more successful Philadelphia 76ers team right now who yesterday, they they were amazing. Came into Boston. Uh, Shannon Sharp made this good analogy, actually. So game one is stealing a game. Game five is going into someone's crib and beating, beating the piss out of them. And they, they did a really good job. Uh, Joel Embiid had, a, had an MVP-esque game, uh, as an MVP should. Tyrese Maxey went for 30 points as I was just crapping on him yesterday. And I do like Tyrese Maxey. I actually have a video about Tyrese Maxey I made last year. So, um, uh, yeah, but but much credit to those guys. I believe Tobias Harris had a double-double in, like, the third quarter last night yeah. or something like he that. Did, he played he plays. He plays a. He plays a nice game, man. Like he. He plays a pretty good game for a fourth option. Like Philly, I think the Sixers fans just have a little bit too high expectations of him because his contract. You gotta let it go. As someone who watched Gordon Hayward get one hundred and twenty-eight million dollars, you learn to just settle with what you got, <laughs> and just be proud <laughs> that he's on. Just be proud he's playable. Like at at, at times, but um, Danny, I'll swing it to you. Um, thoughts on your Philadelphia 76ers. People are gonna say, "Oh, ha- see, like Maxi, you need someone else to turn up," and they're gonna point mm-hmm. to Maxi. I think James Harden played phenomenal. I think he played almost just as good when he dropped forty-five points. He didn't turn the ball over that much. Um, aside from him, the rest of the Sixers team actually played bad. They were turning the ball over really, really stupid times. They they were letting the Celtics kind of inch their way back into games at certain points. They should have put the Celtics out, how bad the Celtics were playing, a long time beating that game. They should have put them out. They could have won by 30 think, if they were playing. I don't think they really, ever really I don't good. think they ever sweated it. I'll say that. I don't think the Sixers ever sweated it. There was a point in the fourth quarter where uh Tatum and the gang got it down to like eleven. And then it was like a series of it was like a really bad series of possessions. It was okay. I don't know the order of them. I do know these three things happened after we got it down to 11. Brogdon left Tyrese Maxey wide open to come trap, I believe, James Harden, kick three, bumps it back up to 14. You go down to the other end of the court. Jalen Brown, he turned the ball over. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip him for that entirely. Turnovers happen, especially when you're trying to be aggressive down the stretch. He gets to the line and he bricks both. And damn it. In terms of scoring, that's his one weakness. He's a good three-point shooter. He's an amazing mid-range scorer. Very good around the rim. He cannot make free throws. He went three for eight last night. And it just annoys me. He's such a prolific scorer. And um, not to compare him to to LeBron James, but both those dudes' only weaknesses on scoring is that they can't shoot free throws. And Another thing is – He's got a pretty form. I don't know what it is, but – yeah, go to you, and then we'll we'll get Chris's thoughts. The Celtics kind of <laughs> lethargic. 
Oh yeah, Chris. Chris, if you wanna you wanna take over while they calm down. <clears throat> oh yeah, well, um, I was a good game by the Sixers and Celtics. I thought they both played well at times. I think the the Sixers, you know, of course, played well a little more. But I think they, I think this game is pivotal. This next one, I think. I mean, of course, it's pivotal. But I think if the Celtics can win this next one, I think they win in seven. So I think the Sixers have to beat them in this next game because of the way they've lost the games that they did lose. Like the Sixers kind of, the games they won, like it was a big James Harden game. They beat them up this game. And I want to say the other game was a big James Harden game too. And then now they got something from Maxi now. So it's kind of like the role players are, are turning up as people have been saying, like I said, Tobias Harris getting a double-double, Maxi having a big game. They should probably have another big game at home. You would think the role players would. So I think this is huge for the Celtics because if they can win this game, I think they win convincingly game seven. Not necessarily blow them out, but I think it's a, a statement game kind of. Yeah, the last thing you want is to give that experienced crew a full head of steam heading into a game seven at home. But that again, uh, like we said previously, the Sixers have already won two games there. Mm-hmm. In the Celtics defense, though, they have won in, they have won in Philly already. And um that was a really good game from Jason Tatum in game three that well, we obviously we didn't get to talk about game two, three, uh, four, or five. Uh, it, it's been a while. So, um, uh, and, and uh, one thing I wanted to point out. Um, so when the six, so in game two, Jason Tatum had seven points. Celtics won by a million. And the argument and the people are like, oh, Jason Tatum gets carried by his super team. Obviously, they don't mean it's an actual super team. They are trolling. Where was this team last night? You take away Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. This team made 33 field goals. You take those two out of the equation, they made 13 shots. And th- and three of them were from Peyton Pritchard, who is the garbage time king. Real, real hooper, but like. Come on, you take away those three guys, this team as a total made 17 shots. You're not winning a basketball game. You're not even going to come close. I thought JT and JP played good enough that if at least two more people got you like a solid 17 maybe, like like you you said last week, like it was going to be a Malcolm Brogdon game. Malcolm Brogdon went nuclear. They won the game. Uh, Derek White had a pretty good Atlanta series. He hasn't really been playing that well this series, at least scoring the basketball-wise. Al Horford had a big game where he had five threes. We just talked about it. He put up a Krispy Kreme in the in the uh, scoring column. Guess what? Uh, and guess what? It's because he did the shimmy shake in Philly. He deserves everything that happened to him. Uh, that's kind of hard. To, that's kind of harsh, man. He got good looks. He just couldn't make them. And he just bricked. That that could come back to bite Philly very hard if you allow that many open threes again. The, the Celtics did get a lot of good looks. A lot of people were saying, like, what are the shots the Celtics are putting up? They put up open looks. And to be honest, credit, if Al Horford can't make those threes, he's not bringing Joel Embiid out of the paint, and it just makes harder everything harder for everything else. Yes. And, and the, the one thing I don't like is Sixers fans are gloating so hard. They're like, oh, yeah, they don't want to go out, go at Embiid. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that, that's the point. It's, it's it the same reason. It's a, guess what? It's the same point. Steph Curry does not go at Anthony Davis for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's like people are making like wild, obvious things. Like the one dude who wow. does like the Phillies, Philadelphia radio show, they were like, there was like, I knew the Celtics were done when Malcolm Rogan said it was a must win. Oh, it's about bros. Man, man learns. Yeah, like, dude, man learns that. Every playoff game is a must win, especially one that can put you up 3-2 with a game. Or like someone was like, uh, they're guarding Steph. They're double-teaming Steph Curry because they're scared of his scoring. Obviously. <laughs> oh, 
man learns that that experienced uh, coach in the NBA is scared of a two-time MVP who averages thirty a game when healthy. Who broke the three-point record in so many less games than, than anybody else? That is unreal. Like that's he made four hundred threes in an NBA Literally. season. Dude, that's more than one. Move along to the King versus. Move along to the King versus the Queen. We're talking last night's games. Uh, we're talking last night's games first. All right, so then, we, then go, we will move on to the we'll Queen. Go to Sun, we can go to Suns and Nuggets, which yeah, there's the Queen, KD. Hey, watch him off. You still like that. But uh, no, nah, uh, there there is discussions to be had about Kevin Durant. Um, so in 2017 and 2018, I did think he was the best player on the team. I think Chris would agree. I think Danny would agree. We're not going to do this revisionist history like Kevin Durant wasn't the second best player in the world at the time. Um, but I, my question to you, Chris, can you be the best player and not the bus driver? 100%. 100%. And, but, and, but could you explain what that would mean? Oh. Okay. Like, I think in the thing about the NBA that separates other sports, in my opinion, is a lot of times talent prevails, right? Like if you're more talented than another person, you're probably going to be able to beat them at scoring. You're probably going to be able to stop them from shooting. I mean, stop them from scoring, so on and so forth. So talent usually wins out. So in a sense, Jimmy Butler is a bus driver and the most talented, right? You could say Devin Booker is just as talented as Kevin Durant, or not not just talented, but like as, as far as scoring goes, like you would say they're probably just close to talented. But Chris Paul would be the bus driver of this team, in my opinion as far as the game goes, because you have a person who drives the team and a person who drives the game. A lot of times, talent isn't what drives the game. It's like, you know where your talent is, but the person who drives the game has to get the talent in the right places. So I think you can easily be the best player. I think the bus driver of that team, if you want to really be serious when it was KD and, and Steph together, I think it was Draymond. Draymond made the team go. He was the one handling the ball most of the time. He's the one making the passes. He's the one firing people up. Whatever you want to, whatever adage you want to use, he's the one doing it. So I think a lot of times your most talented player isn't your bus driver unless it's an Embiid or, you know, some, somebody like that. Embiid's a, a good chance. LeBron, those type of players. I think those are the different type of guys, a Giannis. But I think sometimes your your best player just isn't your, you know, saying your bus driver. No, I, um, I definitely see there because Kevin Durant, it's like, it, here's the thing with that Warriors team. It's like, it's like, no, no, Steph didn't need Kevin Durant. I, I won't say he needed Kevin Durant because he just showed he won without him. In terms of beating LeBron, yes, he beat a depleted Cavs team, but goes both ways. Next year, I'm not going to say one Draymond suspension and Andrew Bogut being hurt completely wipes uh, no K-Love and no Kyrie for a whole series. But, you know, the injury luck went both ways, and he was 1-1 one one against that Cavs team. Mm -hmm. But when you add Kevin Durant, it's not like he needed him, but he wanted him, and it made him unbeatable. So um, there's, like, it, it, he just, I don't know, man. Like, Kevin Durant is, is like, he Kevin ain't a Durant number to the two. Warriors was, like, putting Nitro in a fast car already. Like, you replaced Kevin Durant with Harrison Barnes. Like, they were already good, but you replaced yeah, Kevin Durant with Harrison Barnes. You know what I'm saying? And, like, with this team, I'm not, I don't want to jump the gun so fast to say, like, like, Booker's not better than Kevin Durant. Like, let's be real. Um, be because we could look just last playoffs where Devin Booker had, like, Devin Booker and his entire squad got outscored by one man in one half of basketball. So, and, and I know the past the past. This is him now. He's playing amazing. Absolutely no doubt. But 
I don't I don't want to jump the gun and, and say he's the best player on this team. I don't want to jump the gun and say like, oh, the only way they'll win a championship is if Devin Booker is the best on the team. Uh, but but Kevin Durant, this is one of his last like his last three playoff series, including this one. He's been super inefficient. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown and the Boston Celtics had him in hell last year. This year, I'm not he's not like in hell. He's just just jumpers ain't fall. I mean, credit to Aaron Gordon. He's that man's fighting for his life out there. Uh, but but yeah, uh, we, if we want to shift gears to the Nuggets, though, I mean, another another huge win coming off two losses on the road coming back to Denver getting a win um Danny uh I I would like to hear the perspective from an Embiid guy uh what did you what did you think of Jokic's last three games in particular oh, you're on mute so you're on mute so I think Jokic has done everything he needed to do to win the last three games, but he didn't win all of them. Um, but the thing is, like, Carl Anthony Towns went on what uh, Playoff P's podcast. He was like, "Bro, you don't realize how heavy Jokic is. Like, like he's like two ninety. Like, he looks yeah. like some skinny, athletic white guy, an unathletic white guy. You're just like, whoa. Like, Jokic can he can back you down? Whoa, like." He can get in the paint and like do some little like crafty moves. And he's realized like this dude, and I know you don't like throwing his turn around, but he's generational. You will never see another Nikola Jokic. I'll say he is a unicorn. I won't say he's generation. He's special. I think he's special, but I think that's exactly what I meant by that. You'll you'll never see another one of these guys. Seven yeah, like, like pass, do everything. Can you yeah, I was like, can you even say generational if you'll never see something like that again? Man, I don't know. Cat cat said that. Uh, he just kind of like has this like ability to like get rebounds. He's like fast. He like grabs the rebound like he's like fast. I'm glad that Jokic this playoffs is getting like some good flowers. Like it listen, it ain't all value over replacement player, and it's not all uh raptor, and it's not all wins above replacement player. Watch the dude play. Like he's actually very good. He's actually very fun. He won, to watch. Two, he won two straight MVPs for a reason, right? But exactly. Even if, guess... if you believe he didn't deserve one of them or not, but look, the the dude, the dude's phenomenal, man. And and look, his defense isn't. We know it's not otherworldly. Me and Chris were laughing about this a couple of weeks ago. God bless him. He tries. He can't guard. He does. He does but try. um, God, yeah, God bless him. There's a lot of offensive. There, he's not even a, trying. There's a player who's just like exactly there. There's a player like Jokic who's a couple inches shorter, a good passer, a good scorer, lethargic, not athletic white guy named Luka Doncic who doesn't do anything on on defense, doesn't even try. And it's such a shame because I think Luka is potentially to be the best player in the world if he gives a rat's ass on, on defense. But oh, can we talk about who can we talk about light skin JR Smith? Can we talk about MPJ? What a what a game last night from him, man. Uh, Chris, what were your thoughts on the on the Nuggets role players overall? Because obviously the last couple of games only Jokic came to play, and Jamal Murray came to play a little bit, and it, we knew it was going to take more. So I want to hear your thoughts on uh what you thought Denver's role players did last night that helped them get the win. Yeah, first they were proving me right. I was like, man, the Nuggets, the Nuggets. I remember I said before I was like, the Nuggets don't have enough from the players not named Jamal Murray and Jokic. And Bruce Brown, Michael Porter's been on enough. KCP has been doing enough. They just proved me wrong. I'm I'm, I'm proud of them dudes. Honestly, My only Lord, because Bruce, it's like 
I like Bruce Brown a lot. Bruce Brown's a really, 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 really good role player in today's NBA. Really, really good. And he, he yeah. he's proven he that he's worth whatever he gets. Yeah, and then I like and, I like the way he's playing. I like the way um, KCP is being active. Even though I mean they're not they're, last night they kind of stopped D book, but other than that, KCP was playing good defense on Devin Booker when he had him. Aaron Gordon's been playing great defense on Kevin Durant. So even when they were good, their big numbers, they were you know shooting a lot of shots for it, playing a lot of minutes for it. I think that's all you can ask for a player like that. So I think the Nuggets role players are playing really, really good. As as good as you can ask role players, but I think the Nuggets role players and the Lakers role players are the reason they're in the position in their series they're in right now. I think you can literally point to them as being a reason why. There's two things. One, Bruce Brown had 25. Unreal. Of uh, three things. Aaron Gordon, despite shooting four for 13, was a plus 27 on the court last night. His impact goes so beyond scoring, but when he is scoring, my my God, he's, he's so unbelievably fun. And the third thing, nasty agenda alert. Uh, Devin Booker scored 28 points on 42% from the field. And Jason Tatum scored 36 on 40% from the field, but you will only find one of them trending <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much. That's my TED talk about the Kobe light skin meat riders. But uh, nonetheless, uh, let's talk about Chris's Los Angeles Lake. Well, not his Los Angeles Lakers. Let's talk about LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, the, the, the it, it, there we go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Braun and. We'll talk about Chris's former teammate, Anthony Davis, and the King, LeBron James, and then the Lakers. But, uh, um, Danny, what were we saying right before we started that I said something and then you were like, what? I, I forget what you said. Or were we talking about the Celtics Sixers series? It was about It was about Steph Curry's controller turning off. Like he was uh, Cam, Cam Newton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, yeah, yeah. This is what I want to talk about. Relax on the kid. So they cut that number to 45. They cut that number to 45 because he has, like, eight in between, like, a minute and 45 seconds. They cut it at 45 because he's 0 for 12 from there. But if you add 15 extra seconds, he's got, like, eight game-winning Yo, shots or go-ahead shots. I know that. So I, 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 I understand that. He won in that. a filthy, filthy agenda-pushing against the chef. 45 seconds, it's very on, weird. Like you, you, you hear, like, under a minute. I understand that. But, like – there's a big difference between under 45 seconds and under a minute. No, like one possession. That's that's a yeah, but like un, under a minute is like the game winning buzzer beating shot, and we, we saw him miss two. Okay, and then and then three, and three then in the in the 15 second span I just named, he made seven of them. That's good. <laughs> and to so be like, quite frank, and to be quite frank, I ain't even mad at him because on those in those last 45 seconds, Lord knows. Everyone in the stadium knows. People at the hot dog concession stand not even watching the game knows that that ball is going to Steph Curry. No one else is getting it. He's getting everything thrown at him. Credit to um, Anthony Davis, though. Reminded me a lot of that last Kevin Love possession on Steph Curry. Like, uh, Kevin Love is nowhere near Anthony Davis. But, like, just look. He tried to take advantage of, of of the lankier, longer, slower defender. But then he forgot he's dealing with probably the best defender in the world at the moment, who I don't believe made an all-defensive team, but that obviously nope. is just the games thing. It was obviously just a games thing, even though I still would have voted for him. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah um, I thought the Lakers it, – it's it's someone else every game. And, and this has probably been rinse, wash, repeat by every single show, every single person on Twitter. But, like – 
Rui, Rui will go off. Reeves will go off. D'Lo, and then Lonnie Walker, who everyone – I'm not a Lakers fan. I watch them because LeBron plays. But I'm – I know this is going to sound so, like, uh, ball don't stop. This is going to sound so, like, real ones know. I know Lonnie Walker can hoop, and I know it because I see it with my eyes. This is different from, like, Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas is, like <sighs> – you, you, he thinks he's playing one on five. That's completely different. But Lonnie Walker like actually scores in the rhythm of the game, and he was going at Steph Curry like there was no tomorrow. And not to say Steph Curry's a strong defender, but that's that's the balls, man. Like yeah. that was that was that was awesome, man. The kid from Reading, PA. Um, you know he he had a very like very hard upbringing, uh, but it, it's good to see things come around. And he's being super humble about it. He's like. He's not being like, oh, this – yeah, exactly. He was talking about me. I just waited. Like, this is like – he said even after, like, game three, I believe, where he got, like, very little time, he was just like, man, it was awesome. Like, playing very minimal minutes, he was like, it was so awesome. And then Ham's like, take over the fourth quarter for me. Man. Damn it. <laughs> and he does it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, I, I, I'm super happy for them. As for the Warriors – what do what do they do this offseason? What do you guys think they do this offseason? Because obviously Poole's on that fat contract. Draymond probably not going to resign him unless he takes a super low deal. Um, do you guys believe the dynasty is over, or do you think there's a way that they can retool and try to run it back? Because I, I think, think as long mean- as you have – I was sorry, last point. I would say, in my opinion, I think as long as you have Steph Curry – and you got service over all guys, you got a shot. But, Danny, my fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I actually think Jordan Poole is the biggest asset they have for trade. I think they should view him not as a win now. I think he's he's a project player. He's trade him. Go with someone who can go look. Like, Jordan Poole could be a superstar. He could. But could doesn't mean mean will. So go get yourself who's an established role player who can play along Steph Curry. Maybe get some OG Ananobi and, and some picks. And Jordan Poole with, okay. with, with, with Jordan Poole with Siakam and Scotty Barnes would be a nice little team up in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, and look, they gave Fred Van Vliet the the operation. They gave Fred Van Vliet the green light. You can give Jordan Poole the green light. It's just know, a shame uh, he he was supposed to be the bridge. You know, like he was supposed to be the guy that, like, all right, Steph's starting to kick the bucket. Poole's gonna get into his prime and. He's kind of looking like his Michigan self, like the kind of like reckless guy um, that he was for the Wolverines. But last year he was so good. And I watched it firsthand. Like I told Danny, I'm like, yo, like Jordan Poole, like, God damn it. He don't make a lot of shots, but when he do, it is killer. He'll make them in Spurgers. He'll, he'll go on a 12-0 run by himself. And you're just not seeing that no more. And, um, and a lot of Warriors fans think it's a, it's a credit to Otto Porter who helped, you know, spread the floor. He was another like type of playmaker guy that they could uh, bounce off of. But Chris, I thought I saw you shaking your head. Do you believe the Warriors can run it back next year if they, you know, just put guys around Steph or is it just going to take a lot more than that? Uh, I had a mock trade last year that I uh, had tweeted. I got to find a tweet so I can send it to y'all. I think the Warriors need to move on from Klay Thompson. And it's a couple reasons why. I'd love to hear it. If you already paid Jordan Poole, right? So it's going to be difficult to get a team that's not a younger team to take his contract. I like Danny's mock, mock trade to, to the Raptors. I think that would make sense. But if, if you're not a young team, I don't think you take on to pay Jordan Poole $30 million when you have 
free agents that are coming up that you may want to spend that 30 million on. So unless you move them to a young team, I don't see how you really move them comfortably where you don't take back a lot of crazy salary. Two, the reason why I think you move Clay, he's going to ask for a big deal in his contract. Now, I know you love people, Warriors fans should love Clay, but I'm not sure I'm going to pay him 30 plus million dollars after Achilles, ACL, and the showing he's had in this playoffs. And honestly, yeah, too, saying, and just being a, horrible. <laughs> yeah, and Jordan Poole's having a bad playoffs, but he's still 22, 23 years old. He has a lot of time to just figure to figure it out. And like I said, you already paid him, so you saw something in him. So I think you you should hold on to him. I think Clay's the piece you move. You're already not bringing Draymond back. You let Kaminga slide into that role, and hopefully you can you know run it back with what you have and try to maybe add another piece. I don't know if it's a trade for Siakam or uh, sign up Porzingis. You know, Porzingis will be out for this year, something like that. I think they need to do something in that space. If they can move the money around and make it make sense and not bringing Draymond back, moving Clay. But I think Clay is the, the guy that, that needs to move on and don't bring Draymond back. And I think you have a chance to keep, I won't say make another dynasty, but, you know, still stay competitive while you have Curry toward the end of his, his prime years. I'm banking on that Andrew Wiggins, Geno Smith type breakout next year where he just mm. he just comes out and is like a deserving all-star, not a K-pop all-star. And um, <laughs> K, dude, I, how the hell? He, he was a starter on 18 points per game. My goodness. But um, yeah, um, this will probably come out right before the Lakers-Warriors game. So if I were to give my prediction, uh, LeBron – uh, I, he, everyone knows he hasn't been like super aggressive. This he's been good this series. He's been good this series, and I think people are like, still, yeah, he hasn't looked like LeBron. But there's been spurts where he's taken over. He's hustling in transition on offense and defense, which is something I really think is important in playoff basketball. I, I think he's been playing well, and yeah, Chris mentioned it the other night. He looked dog tired. Yeah. Uh, I think win now and and. Because if they can win tonight, they, they earn themselves some rest, like at least a little bit. I think he goes like – I think he goes like AWOL. I think he'll have a pretty good win. I think he has some pent-up aggression on them Golden State Warriors. Um, I would have much rather him do it in Oracle, but you know how it is. I want to get San Francisco sports fans' thoughts on this because obviously like the 49er stadium candlestick went down a while back. I think they feel the same way about like candlestick to Levi stadium, how warriors mm. fans feel from Oracle to chase chase and Levi just don't got it. Like Danny, you can vouch like, like candlestick used to be rocking. You remember the last game where Colin Kaepernick hit that move on mm -hmm. Eric Weddle. Like yeah. they were rocking and uh, I don't know, but um, we can move on to the New York Knicks. And the Miami Heat. Give me, um, give me this team. Give me this team right here. Yeah, I also predict them to close it out tonight. I would, I would like to see the Knicks maybe make it competitive, maybe, but it, that that's really a hard vision. Oh, Julie, Julius Randall looks like uh, a big Killian Hayes. No, no, he looks like DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> half-hearted, half but like. Uh, DeAndre Ayton mixed with uh, Zion when he got Zion when he was fat. <laughs> I, I Yo, I remember I said y'all some last night. I think I sent it to y'all, and the OG was like, "What is he gonna get his fat ass on the court?" And he's talking about Zion. And I thought it was funny, but no, Julius looked horrible. The spacing ain't pretty. Credit to Jalen Brunson and like Josh Hart, them dudes are like giving it everything they got. Like like uh, R.J. Barry is playing like okay, but again, uh, 
you might as well just be a left-hander. Andrew Wiggins, with all due respect, at least Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins can get to his offhand. Um, and, and it just it. looks ugly. And me and Chris were talking, like, where do they even go? Like, where do they even go from here, man? Because, like, y'all not – they're not young. And, and, and Chris got some ideas, so I'm going to swing it to him in just one second. But um, – yeah, Joy, Joy is Randall. Him and him and Dwight gonna go crazy in Taiwan. I'll say that. <laughs> like Chris, I, I want to hear what you got to say, man. It's one way to save the Knicks, I fear, and it'll be bringing <laughs> nickname Big Purr to New York. It'll have to be. <laughs> I, I fear they're gonna trade Julius Randall to the Timberwolves, and he'll be a Minnesota Timberwolf with Rudy Gobert, and it'll force Anthony Edwards to retire. I fear. No, but really, in real life, I think, the Knicks are, <laughs> I think the oh god, I think the Knicks <laughs> are just regretting not getting down to Mitchell at this point, and I think this is why the Knicks defend well enough to win games it's just they go on these lows with scoring if they don't have a go-to score that's over 6'5 and I know Don Mitchell isn't over 6'5 I get that but he scores like he is and I think Jalen Brunson does a great job but only so much he can do when he's more of a mid-range to back down score especially in the playoffs when the, when the defense loads up so the Knicks are really just missing some offense if they can get some offense like I said if they can find a way to to move Randall as their you know as their, their big piece in the trade and get something like a pound or uh, uh, just somebody who can really get you 25 points every time, like every night that's an efficient 25 and it, it doesn't go away in the playoffs. I think the Knicks got a chance, but this this year is the year. The Heat are on a mission. Jimmy's on a mission. The, the, the undrafted players for the Heat are always so, like, productive, and they even got some out of a Martin twin. Like, they're, they're, they're just on a mission this year to get to East College Finals at the very least. So I think the Knicks are over with. But I think that's how the Knicks, um, you know, can, can turn it around if they can do that, get some offense. Chris, I love that you wrapped up that entire series in your in like your breakdown right there. And it was very smart. Like they mm-hmm. they simply got to retool. There are some keys that they can hang on to. But the all NBA teams have been released. I got Sham Sharanio's t- uh, tweet up right now. First team, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Luka Doncic, yeah. Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. That is a beautiful first team in my eyes. Yeah, that's how uh, credit they and shout out to them for not for for keeping SGA and Luca on despite their team seasons. Like this is an award where we can leave it to Just individual. Play. All right. Yeah. Second team: Wardell, Stephen Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Nikola Jokic. And Jalen Brown, he will now be eligible for a $297 million extension, and he's not going nowhere. And third team, Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, Julius mm. Randle, DeMontis oh. Sabonis, Andrew Amorol, LeBron James. The streak stays alive. He makes all NBA teams alive, every freaking hey. year, and he's the GOAT, I believe. At what what does that make? Old. Let's go. What, what's that make? 19 all NBA selections. I'm just saying, man. I'm just Come saying. on, man. He's he's 38. The one didn't make it. The one year he didn't make it was his rookie year because it, they didn't they didn't create the they award back on. then. That's why it was never invented. And and on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, LeBron James just proved every year. I mean, for 19 years, he's been a top three player at his position, and he's changed position more than twice. He's been a power forward, he's been a small forward. <laughs> Yep, that's all I'm saying. Did, that's all I'm saying. That's my case. Snubbed. 
It sounded okay. pretty yeah, good. Yeah, someone commented. No, 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 it was no jaw, I think. And, and the that's games, probably because the game, the game, games played. Yeah, like, Anthony Davis didn't make it, and it's yeah. the games. Like Anthony yeah, Davis. I was trying to think of who I was thinking of, like, who, who's not on his list and his job, but because of the games play, yeah. No, someone someone commented a, a fair point. It was like, if Jalen Brown leaves, it's just because he flat out hates the place because he's about to get a bag. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, very good point. Yeah. Very good point, if, you know? Um, I don't think I see anything wrong with these. I could – I wish Lowry Markin Markinen made a team. I thought he I thought he kind of deserved it, but maybe him I, over Randall. That would be my one swap. My one swap. Yeah, but I mean, I'm glad. I hope people don't un, like. So let's look at this first team, for example. These were the top five guys in MVP voting, and and previous years. Or, or, I'm sorry, Nikola Jokic is on the second team, unfortunately. These would be the top six guys if he was up there. But, um, or I might be wrong. Anyway, it's like people are like, oh, they're going to be mad because, like, we get deep into the playoffs, and then you see, like, uh, even though he still deserves it, Jason Tatum, first team All-NBA, and they're like, oh, well, he's, like, wasting a Jokic spot. I'm like, he's not the one wasting the Jokic spot. He was fourth in MVP voting. It would be Luka, who is Luka Urshay, who is wasting – the, the first team spot, even though shout out to our boy Shay. My oh, I'm so hyped for him. I'm so happy for him. Much deserved. I'm happy for everybody who made it and everybody who didn't make it. You know, it, it's a long road. It's a long road. Hey, look, next next year it's just flat out 15 spots. Next year it is flat oh, out really? 15 best players in the world. And it gets wow. competitive and it can it can get super mm. guard heavy. It could get super big heavy. Like we're next year. I can. We're gonna roll out Jokic and Bead and Giannis on the first team. On the same, yeah. I say they're probably okay. okay. And then we, yeah. and to, thing, to be quite honest, we can roll out AD Tatum, and you're looking at four centers and a forward on a first team, and, and that's I kind of like it that way. Danny, I'll tell you team. this. I think people might be inclined to at least include one or the other. They're not gonna have like. 15 centers or 15 forwards, you know, yeah. they're not going to. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I get that. I feel like voters are still going to try to give positions their love, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely see that. That, that could still happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that, uh, I'm, I'm a static man. Both of my favorite players on my favorite team made first and second team. Jalen Brown, uh, he, I can't even say enough about how far he he's, I thought he should have made a third team last year. I think Siakam got the spot. I thought he should have made one last year. And now to get second team, like there was only – I'm pretty sure Jimmy Butler beat him voting. They deemed only three forwards were better than Jalen Brown in his position this year. Uh, unreal, man. I couldn't have seen this coming from a mile away. But that's a great way to round out the NBA-esque part of our episode because we are going to get into guess the NFL player. Uh, I, I got a good one today. Stamp. I got a I got a very good uh, one today, man. Fill you on that. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm Randall Cunningham up here. I'm, I'm, I already I'm know. Right. <laughs> I wish could it was be. Randall. That's all I'll say. It, it could be. It it could be. Okay. Okay. What do we what do we do with that information? Quick quick question, y'all. Which which player do we get tonight? Do we get D'Angelo Russell or do we get Killian Hayes? Quick. We get we get uh as oh like how would D play? 
Yeah, how's D'Lo going to play? Like, D'Lo or is he going to play Killian Ray? Killian yo, Ray. yo. I don't know. If, if D'Lo could pass, he reminds me of Harden. Oh, oh, oh. You know, he, D'Lo's one of the best passers in the NBA. He's just so underrated. It, 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 I'm no, 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 no. I'm saying if he knew how to pass, like, situation. He's good at passing. He just oh, doesn't yeah, have yeah, a situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he's one of my. I think he's like a top five in my opinion. Just pick and roll passer. Like off pick and roll, he makes really, really, really good passes. His decision making is is horrible. Exactly. Is horrible. That's when he's killing. Oh, yeah, Hayes. Uh, we're, we're getting Killian Hayes, man. Come on, we know that. I know. Uh, he's one Lonnie, Walker, Lonnie Walker. We're getting Kobe Bean Bryant. Lonnie Jordan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. So okay, I wanted to play this a different way. I wanted to just just to limit the time. I wanted to give us three minutes. We have three minutes to guess the player, so it's gonna be like rapid fire question, Daddy. If the if the dogs are going off in the background, just give us a good up or down. All right. You're good. Let's go, baby. All right. I'm starting it now. Is this player currently playing? No. Okay. Uh, did this player retire in the 2010? Uh, double check. He did. Ah, then you, okay, he, he retired in the 2010s. Uh, is he Hall of Fame eligible? I would say he's not. Okay, so he must have retired soon. Oh, no, no, wait, wait. What is it? Five, five years Hall of Fame? Five years, yes. Yeah, he's Hall of Fame eligible. Okay, okay. So he's been retired for at least five years. Okay. Uh, um, is this player a wide receiver? Nope. Well, I think you were thinking of Calvin Johnson on that one. Um, did this player play in the NFC? Yes. Sorry, okay. NFC guy. Okay. Is this player an offensive player? Yes, he is. Okay. Um, we said Percy Harvin a while back. I don't know if we're going in that same direction this time. Uh did he play for an NFC East team? He did. He did play. So we're looking at Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Commanders. Not exclusively, but he uh, he did play. Not for exclusively, NFC. but he did he did play for them at one point. Okay. Okay. Uh, is player uh is player a running back? He's not a running back. No. He's not a running back, but he is an offensive player. Uh, did he play quarterback? He was a quarterback. Okay, I think I think, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I don't, I don't know if you got him. Let's see. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> he's a retired five years ago. Uh, and he's a quarterback. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, was this player a first round pick? He was a first round pick. Is it player Michael Vick? He's not Michael Vick. Damn it! Ah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, what the hell? Oh, you said he's oh, not yeah. a quarterback. I think. Well, no, you said I think he said he is a quarterback. quarterback. He is a quarterback. Uh, with, <laughs> um, I, did you ask? Oh, you asked last question. Um, uh, he's not Michael. Is playing, damn, uh, I, first I, round pick and a quarterback. Uh, was this player drafted to the NFC East team? He was not. Okay. Oh, he wasn't drafted, but he um, – did he play for the Giants? He did not play for the Giants. 
Uh, we got 10 seconds, Chris. Just start throwing teams out there. Uh, this player uh, played for the I'll Cowboys. give you five more questions. I'll give you five more questions. He did not play for the three. Cowboys, no. It was three. Okay, so not a Cowboy, not a Giant. Um, did he play for the Eagles? He played for the Eagles, correct. Okay. So three more questions after I'll this. Go, say, yeah, I'll go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he's three questions and a guess. He's Hall of Fame eligible. Um, was this guy a journeyman? I would say he was. I would say. You would say he was. And, oof, I don't know if this guy's retired. Been retired long enough or not. Um... Uh, did he ever play? Did he play before Carson Wentz? He did play before Carson Wentz. Before Carson Wentz, okay. Is this player uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Did... Oh no 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 no! no, no, no. no. He, 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 I think Fitz, uh, Fitz, Fitz never played for the Eagles. Be, this is going surprisingly, uh, but that was a good get. I mean, okay. shit, he played for everybody, so I don't blame you. Yeah. But, Damn it, I'm I'm shooting for the stars you, on this one. You're you're stuck between three players right now, aren't you? Uh not I got no, I kinda just got my one. Is this Sam Bradford? Last guess, baby. No, Sam I, I always it's almost Mickey Mouse because you granted us the extra three questions in the guest. So thank you very much. But that was a new format. You know, me and Chris had to just pump out. I'm a one question that could have got it. Down to a wire. It was he a first overall pick? First overall pick in the draft, Sam Bradford. Mm, yeah, right. I could see that. Yeah, but another great episode. Thank you guys for tuning in again. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a like, subscribe. If you're new here, if you're on the audio platforms, leave a five star rating, download, like, and then come over onto the YouTube. Do the same thing. Make sure you guys go enjoy the playoff games. Hopefully, by the next time I'm here, the Celtics won't be eliminated, but that's probably going to happen. Not going to win, man. I'm hoping for the best. (laughs) But uh, from AP, CB, and DC, you guys have a good one, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Let me take away with.